Hey everyone, and welcome to this, the 15th episode of Good Friday Films, a podcast where we chat about movies with a Christian perspective. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend Tiller. G'day, g'day everyone, how's it going? It's a nice warm day today, we're locked in our room. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty warm. But... Sweating together. <laughs> Hopefully it'll cool down pretty quickly. Yep. Um, but yeah, so for those of you who are new listeners, this podcast is where we discuss popular movies, plus the themes and values we can get out of them. In this episode, we're covering the movie 12 Angry Men. We're going through what we're calling Old October, <laughs> trying to watch a bunch of classic movies. Getting older every week. Getting older every week. Uh, last week, we went through Psycho. Yeah. Um, and we're thinking... Next week of doing... Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. That's right. Mm. Um, but yeah, 12 Angry Men for this week. What were your initial thoughts before you watched this, Tilla? Um, I googled it because I... I think you'd briefly mentioned it before, but I never thought to look into it. Right. Um, and I just did a quick Google, and I was expecting it to be um, a much more recent film. I didn't know it oh, was really? a 1950s... Yeah, yeah, 1957. 1957 film. Um, so I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Um, just looked at the basic plot. And right. Ah, like, oh, okay. This could be good. Yeah, um, cool. I always like films that have to do with, like, court, yeah. murder mysteries, yeah. solving, dealing with the, all Using that sort the, of stuff. Using the so. intellect a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I cool. So. Yeah, awesome. So you were kind of, had a, you were looking forward to it. Yes, and it was 90 minutes I discovered, so I was like, oh, even better. <laughs> it's like the perfect movie length, 90 yeah. minutes, we, we've decided. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, you kind of get to the end of the 90 minutes and you're like, oh, okay, I'm good to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I'd, I'd seen this movie twice before, I think, um, and I really love this movie, so I was looking forward to watching it again, even though I'd only just seen it um, maybe like a couple months ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was, was still looking forward to rewatching it. Um, but yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it before, 12 Angry Men is a 1957 American legal drama directed by Sidney Lumet. Um, is adapted from a 1954 teleplay of the same name. Um, the film tells the story of a jury of 12 men as they deliberate the conviction or acquittal of a teenager charged with murder on mm. the basis of reasonable doubt. So again, the, the, the finances, you have to kind of take into account this is a bit older it had a budget of $337,000 and a box office of $2 million apparently that's from like rentals so it might not have been in cinema when it first came out right um but yeah I mean just for comparison Psycho which came out um what was it like three years later yeah three years later it had a budget of 800000 so it's like almost three times the amount and a box office of $50 million yep so, this one was like a much cheaper production, but you mm. can kind of tell like, yeah. the entire thing set in one room <laughs> <laughs> um, and also didn't earn as much money. But surprisingly, it's, I, I think if you look on like movie lists, this is ranked higher than mm. Psycho most of the time. Yeah, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Um, yeah, Tiller, what would be your non-plot spoiler like, summary? So, there's this murder trial going on and you've got... 12 guys in a jury um all man jury and they have to basically come with a come out with a verdict mm. um guilty or not guilty yeah and you just kind of watch them deliberate the yep. the trial 
um and it's just fascinating yeah the whole process yeah yeah awesome um yeah i mean just some initial thoughts like conceptually it sounds very basic the movie right it's like okay jury discussing their verdict (laughs) (laughs) but it's surprisingly um entertaining Mm. considering the the premise um like the writing is just above and beyond i find Mm. the first time i watched it because i didn't really know what to expect when i first watched it um and then i saw it was like oh there's like a they're just sitting in a room the whole time basically it's all dialogue driven um but I was surprised how compelling it is. Mm. And it's got to do with, I guess, the the writing. They write it in a way where there's different twists and turns. Mm. But also the character, like the performances. Mm. Like all the guys there, you're watching them and you really buy into their characters very quickly. Yeah. Um, and there's different moments of like conflict and mm. like resolution and vulnerability. And you're like, you just, yeah, it bring, draws you in very quickly, I mm. found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I found it quite compelling throughout the whole thing. There was like not a moment that was boring for me personally. I was kind of like, wow. Yeah. Some plot twists here and there as well. <laughs> um, you just had different kinds of characters. Yeah. That people could resonate with as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, just overall, such a great film. Mm. A deep. It's deep. Surprisingly, <laughs> yeah. just so deep. For really a, deep. As simple as it is, I enjoyed what they could do with just like a simple concept yeah in a simple setting yeah um yeah for me it kind of feels like the, a very pure writing exercise like mm. there's nothing else going for it there's no bells or whistles it's just p- characters and the way they talk to each other and mm. like you're saying it's a very simple concept but it's yeah it's done in such a way that there aren't many movies like it where just people sitting and talking I mean a, a similar one might be um Goodwill Hunting yeah, seen okay. that one? Yep. Um, it's mostly just talking, but even that has more than just talking in it, and there's more than one location. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this one I find pro- probably more entertaining than Goodwill yeah. Hunting. Yeah. Um, so it's just yeah, it's excellently written. Um, but I mean that's not all there is to it. Like it's shot in black and white, and so obviously the writing is really good. But I pointed out to you like the um cinematography is like it's well done. The first scene of it. Oh, not the first scene. The first scene after the credits. Mm. It's like a 10 minute, maybe not long, that, maybe five minutes, like one rolling. take. Yeah. yeah. Long, long take. I hadn't noticed that until you pointed out. It's yeah. It's a bit of a job that they, <laughs> like, oh. That's right. And it's yeah. just like, it's like a play, you know, they're, they're kind of moving to different parts of the room and the camera's kind of focusing on different people. It's like almost like a dance routine. Mm-hmm. Super smooth. And I just felt that each of the cuts kind of was super intentional. Yep. Like, yeah, they wouldn't change what you're looking at until you needed to look at someone else or you needed to, like, flip the camera around. Mm. Um, and even the way they, like, the the guys stood around the room or kind of just formed groups over here or a couple of them went over to the window so we could have a side conversation. Yeah, there were some really cool shots. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, over the course of the movie, kind of the atmosphere changes and so it gets darker and then it rains outside. And so even though you're just in this one set, like the tone of it changes and the atmosphere changes and you kind of feel it developing and progressing. Mm. So I was just, yeah, it's very impressive. Mm. Um, really well directed, I felt. Um, yeah, anything, uh, any other thoughts around stuff that you really enjoyed or stuff that you, I guess, maybe didn't like as much? Um, they're, they're all very New York. I guess it's set in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the accents. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? 
<laughs> Why do you like this guy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Things There's like lots that. of the slang and stuff that's happening. Yeah, I like that aspect of it. That yeah. was cool. Um, there was humor in it too. Yeah. Know? Like, it's funny. Like, the it's way f- they interact with each other. Like, Definitely. they crack jokes at each other. Yeah. And, like, um, there were some funny moments. Yeah. Some funny characters as well. So, even as serious as it was, they still found a way to, like, just employ humor in there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, even the tone and, like, the tension... Yep. the level of intensity shifts like it goes from one scene of them just sitting and talking to another scene of them sitting and talking i'm like oh mate that was intense glad we're having a break from that talking it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like back into the talking again i was like oh <laughs> on the edge of my seat <laughs> yeah. it was all just talking well even the simple moments when they weren't really yelling or anything like that that you still like felt like glued to the screen like, yeah even the little simple things that they would do that all just contributed to the whole thing like wow I I, yeah i feel like there's probably some subtle things happening there that we just don't pick up on yeah like i noticed there was one shot well um whereas the guy with the glasses he was talking and the camera's static like it's just a static shot of him talking but then kind of as he hits a certain point in his sentence the camera slowly starts zooming in mm. but it's so subtle and i just feel like stuff like that's probably happening throughout the entire movie where it, these little moves with the camera add to your focus you're like oh this part's important and like kind of subconsciously gets you to focus more yep um yeah well there was that one shot where um again the camera was zooming on the guy with the glasses yeah who was almost guilty until the end yeah and he was talking to the people the person on the other side of the table but the camera didn't switch it just like stayed yeah focused on him i'm used to like the camera switching to the next the person that's talking but right they just had a they just stay on the on one the guy. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. It's really interesting. It's like yeah, it goes back to that. They're not going to switch the camera view unless they you need it, or it's like yeah. it's, it's very intentional because it breaks that focus. I feel. Yep. Like they have these shots as the movie progresses, and I feel like as it gets close to the end, the camera gets closer and closer to people's faces, and so it ends up with just like the whole screen's filled up with someone's face, and it just sits looking at them for like thirty seconds mm. as they talk. Um, and kind of any cut from that will just break your focus and it's like oh shifting it but you just stay there and you're looking at them mm. and it just makes you really kind of see any expression all kind of details on their face and um, as their emotions shift it really like, you resonate with that really well mm. um, but yeah I mean there wasn't much like I don't think can't think of anything I didn't like really it was clean crispy yeah enjoyable. <laughs> from start to finish even yeah. the way it started um, like from the first scene it's just this isn't really a spoiler because it's literally it opens because they're in the courtroom and it mm. just shows the judge kind of briefing the jury and even he seems to kind of bored and he says it's so cavalier but then as they're leaving each like the camera t- turns and faces the person that they're talking about mm. and he just looks like this young kid and for me that's like compelling because it's all of a sudden it's not just oh you jury are doing this thing they take the time to focus like 10 seconds you just look at this kid of like this is the guy who's gonna die if Mm. you do it and i was like wow yeah now i'm on board Mm. because you see the person who they're talking about that's right yeah there's a long focus yeah sort of in his face and then it kind of his face is merged with the courtroom yeah the the jury room that's right and it's only so small but it makes such a huge impact Mm. compared to it just being another jury case Mm. but to it being about this young young kid but pretty much yeah, they like when they were the jury guys when they were leaving the court. They had like quick glances at the yeah, a couple the of them. Yeah, I, I was wondering how that like 
That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. I did. I thought that too. I'm like, I wanted to remember who looked back at him. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be significant. How that tied into them being in the room. Yeah. 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 So, but I can't remember who did. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's just get into spoilers. Any last thoughts um, for anyone who might be considering watching this movie? Um, it's a old black and white film, but listen, even if you don't like old white and black films, this is a film you want to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Find a spare 90 minutes. Watch it with someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's really entertaining. I think you'll enjoy it. You'll be surprised. Quite pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Um, my rating for this one, I said it's really good. Yeah. Okay. It's up there. It's like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies, mm. I, I think. My rating for this one would be... Um, I'm going to give it a 9, a solid 9 out of 10. Yeah, nice. Yeah, pretty high up there for me. Much higher than um, Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, so, now we're getting into spoilers. So, if you haven't seen it or you're planning to watch it, maybe pause and come back after you've seen it. Uh, we're just going to share our thoughts a bit more in depth. Um, but, yeah, I thought a fun way to do this would just kind of be to walk through the movie because um, normally I'll do like a full plot summary and then we kind of say extra thoughts but I might just as I do my summary we can mm. kind of share thoughts as I go yeah sure let's go um, so the movie starts yeah you see the, the 12 jury being briefed by the judge you see the um, the kid they're talking about kind of talked about that uh, they enter this room and really none of them are super interested you kind of see they're all like all the people are talking like oh open and shut case Ready to go home. Yeah. Um, this is that long shot as well. Yep. Like when they first get there. Um, there's only one guy in the room who, I mean, you find he's the main character. Yeah. But you don't really see him or talking to him until he's like actually introduces himself, which I really liked that. Mm. The way um, they kind of put into the sidelines where everyone else is kind of chatting and yeah, um, going like, oh, it's easy. Uh, but then they take a vote and they're like, you know, got to be, um, what's the word? Guilty or not guilty. No, like, everyone's got to be on the same page. Oh, um... Has to be a consensus. Consensus, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, take a vote, and this guy is the only person who says not guilty. Mm. And so, obviously, they're all frustrated by that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, that whole concept from the start of, like, oh, being the only guy in the room who is disagreeing. <laughs> yeah. Going against the grain. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, like, even that is a really big theme. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so he kind of goes from there. They're kind of like, oh, what convinced you he's he's not guilty? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's guilty or not. Yep, let's like, think about yeah, it. Yeah, let's chat about let's, it. Let's actually chat about it and not make like a... Not just, not just rush to it. Fly-by decision. Like, yeah. The life of a person we're talking about here. That's you know right. I mean? Which is not something that was important to them. Those, yeah. those guys. They were like, I got to be this baseball game or I got to be uh, dinner or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, even going back to that first scene when they're leaving the courtroom, most of the guys didn't look at the, the kids sitting there. Yeah. There was like three guys who looked back. And so it's just like most of these guys aren't really resonating with him. Like they're not empathizing with this kid. Mm. They're just kind of looking at it like, oh yeah, whatever. Mm. I'm just here to do my job and get out of here. And Pretty much. Yeah, just another, another Friday night or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they walk into a hot room. Yeah. You know, like, they're already, like, probably really tense, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, they're yeah. all already really Well, I said tense. it was a six-day trial or something. Six-day trial or something like that. Yeah. They're all smoking in there and <laughs> <laughs> stressed, yeah. probably overworked, you know, like, like just this is the least of their priorities, done. right? So, they're all annoyed when yeah. <laughs> this dude's like, ah, oh, no, we need to chat about it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but basically, the way the movie progresses is they kind of address 
um, one piece of evidence after the other that yeah. has been presented. And the way they've done it in the movie, which I really like, is they kind of present it all right at the start. And as a viewer, you're like, yeah, that sounds pretty compelling. Like, he mm. does sound like he's guilty. You know, mm. someone saw him do it across the street. Someone heard him do it and saw him run down the stairs. You know, he couldn't remember an alibi. He didn't have a valid alibi. He had this knife that, um, like, was re- it's a rare knife. It's, you're not going to find another knife like it. Yep. And um, they kind of just dismantle this one by one of, like, not going, oh, it isn't him, but going, it, it, there's a chance it could not be him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It isn't airtight that it's him. Yep. Um, and I just that whole process of, like, slowly winning over mm. one one guy after another with different pieces, pieces of evidence is yep. what makes it entertaining. Yeah, looking for reasonable doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that right. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and eventually, by the end, yeah, they find enough reasonable doubt to be like, oh... Yeah, maybe he's not guilty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's hard because there's so much that happens in there that like they are discussing the evidence, but it's also the personalities who are discussing the evidence. Yeah, you really do see like people's um, I don't want to say prejudice. Yeah, prejudices. Prejudice, some yeah. some of their prejudices, their come biases, out, their biases. They're also projecting their sort of experiences onto like the case and things like that. Yeah, you see that with one particular character, the old, the um, the mean guy. Yeah, the one who yeah. yells, the the loudest one in the room. Yeah, um, he's kind of just projecting his he's brash, very brash, projecting his um sort of relationship with his own son. Onto yeah, his face. well, that even that's like, mate, that's actually a whole thing. You yeah, know? <laughs> like each of these characters are so well written because I feel like there's a whole. There, except for maybe the advertising guy and the mar- like the, <laughs> the advertising guy. What he's just he's just immediate relief, <laughs> wishy washy. Like ah, oh, maybe he's guilty. Oh, he's not guilty. He doesn't really care. Yeah, he's a bit of an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the dad. Let's start with him. He um, so he's kind of shares about he's not a great father, but he, he he's just like excitable guy. Gets angry very easy. Yells physical. Mm. Talks about how he's like he hit his son a lot, and mm. then. He had its fight with his son as he got older and his son knocked him out and now he hasn't seen him for two years. Mm. And so he's got this kind of... Um, Emotional baggage. Yeah. And that's filtering into the... Filtering in. And you can kind of see that he's, he really... Rather than accepting the responsibility, he's blaming his son. Yeah. Um, is what he's doing. He's like, oh, with the kids these days, you know, what's wrong with them? They can't deal with it. Yeah. Um, and it's not until the very end when he tears out the picture of his son where he kind of recognises, oh, no, I've... I've driven him away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This huge moment. That was um. That was there. Yeah, that kind of got me. Yeah, it's touching. It's like, oh mate, yeah. Because at no point do they really villainize anyone, except for like the guy with the most prejudice. Yeah, the but even then, guy. they don't go like you're evil. Mm. Okay, here we go. Here's a deep thought that I've had. Okay. In the same way, the twelve men are like they're not trying to find out. They're not arguing if he's guilty. They're trying to find out if he. Well, no, no. They're assuming he's innocent until proven guilty, right? Mm. And so, they assume the best of this kid, Mm. regardless of the evidence. And they kind of just let the evidence... It has to be airtight before they condemn him. Mm. And I feel like, this was just the thought I had, these characters are written in a very similar way. In the sense that, none of them are written black and white like, this person is evil. Mm. You kind of assume the best Mm. of them. Mm. Like, it's you have to kind of assume, actually, there's more that's happened to them to lead them to... To be the way they are, mm. it isn't as simple as like this person is is guilty and this person's not guilty. Mm. It was just a thought I had there. Yeah, there were some characters who are a lot more obvious than others. Yeah, 
um like again the the angry dad and then the really mega racist, the racist dude <laughs> <laughs> you can see their sort of like thoughts kind of just really yeah the true character sort of coming out yeah and then you, you i guess you got the the guy who cares about the, the baseball game right kind of sees his sort of true characters as well and things like yeah that come out, so well because it's interesting so you have the there's two really obnoxious dudes right mm. you have the um, racist dude and the dad, and but they're both obnoxious for different reasons. Um, one of them, the like the racist guy, is because he's got really deep prejudice, and it's just racist because of the the skin color of the the kid. Yep. Um, and the dad though, it's because of personal hurt and yep. experience, and obviously the way they've acted is um similar and mm. not good. Mm. But the way that the guys in the room respond to them is very different. Mm. And so, the prejudiced guy, I really like that sequence of he's just mm. going on this rant. And their response isn't to yell back at him. It isn't to kind of argue with them. They're just like, we're not even going to listen to you. They just stand they up and walk away. from the table. Don't give him kind of the time of day. They're like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to bother with you anymore. That's, it was powerful. That yeah. Scene. They're like leaving the table of like... Yeah, we're not... We're not like that. We don't, we don't roll anything. like that, you know. Yeah, I mean? we don't want like, anything. You kind of you're on you. your own here. Yeah. Even the guy who, the angry dad, angry dad. Even he like he wasn't helping this guy out. That was yeah. A powerful statement. And I thought that was really impressive because firstly, it kind of shows. I think the science we said of like, how do you approach prejudice? Mm. You know, do you get into this big rant or whatever with them, or is it just like, well, you're not worth listening to? Kind of, I'm just gonna science move on. Volumes. Um, yeah. So anyway, the guy when he realized no one was listening to him and no one actually respected his perspective, mm, kind of went stopped, and sat by himself. Yeah, as well. stopped talking. He's like, okay, well, <laughs> gotta go think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was impactful for the the character at least. Yeah. But the response to the dad was they sat and listened to him and kind of let him rant and get it all out mm. until he had nothing left to say, mm. and then he was like, oh, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They kind of finally got to the bottom of this emotion that he was feeling yeah but well, i like, thought that was interesting yeah well again like they didn't feed his like talking points or anything like that they were just like so silent like they wanted him to he was figuring out himself like yeah oh eventually yeah that's yeah that's right he just had to kind of get there himself through yeah. his angry process yeah um but yeah i thought i mean there was that line of one of the guys gets up while the old dude's talking and goes to the bathroom yeah. And the main character kind of goes, oh, he won't, he, he never will. Yeah. I thought that was really deep as well. Wow. That it was like, you can yell and yell, but if someone isn't Doesn't open to listening, they're not going to. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Well, there was that, um, European man who gets up and like asks him like, cause he like eventually halfway changes his, in the third act changes his vote from like. Guilty to not guilty. And yeah. Then, like the European man wants to know why. Like, yeah, that's this is right. A man's life, like we're dealing with. He why? just changed it so flippantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a question I actually have for you. Who do you reckon in this scenario, but maybe even a greater scenario, mm. who is worse off? The person who, like, is the dad, for example, who's super angry, just really prejudiced against this guy, or like the salesman who doesn't care and mm. is like, oh, I'll just go guilty, not guilty. I don't really care. Um, I think the salesman's worse, in mm. my opinion. Just the indifference. There's a person. It's life here at stake. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I like. It doesn't give us any deeper reason for why he's voted guilty in the first place, other than that he just doesn't care. He just doesn't he want just to be to get there. Out of he there. just wants to get out of there. Yeah. He wants to go. To, like, he's thinking about other things that really 
don't it doesn't take respect kind of this other person that he's dealing with. But with the guy, the angry dad, you can see you can you can it's you can understand how he's feeling that way, and you can feel a little bit of empathy towards him. Yeah, right. But I have no empathy for the <laughs> <laughs> the guy who doesn't care. Yeah, that's Not right. The- yeah, and I think um, well, one of the key things, right? So you have the I mean, there's two guys in there who are really flippant. Mm. There's the um. The advertisement guy, yep. who just isn't very smart. It's no. kind of how it comes across. He just doesn't know. He's easily swayed. Um, but then you have the salesman, mm. who really does not care at all. He's like, I just want to go watch my game. He votes for guilty to be in, so it'll be over quickly. Mm. Then once the majority switches, he votes non-guilty, mm. so he'll be over quickly. Yeah. And this idea of like, you're never going to convince him. You're never going to change his mind unless it benefits him. Mm. Um. Whereas at least the angry dude, mm. it didn't benefit him really. Like, but he was able to get to a point where, oh, he could recognize he was wrong. Mm. Um, potentially when he, because he could contrast himself so harshly with the other people and he could see, oh, I'm like, there's something that's different about me here. Mm. Um, it just brought to mind the, the Bible verse, Revelation 3.16. Mm. God's talking to the church. Um, I'm not sure which church it was, but... He says, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This idea of actually God would rather us be cold or hot than lukewarm in our faith. Choose one way or the other. But when we're actually (laughs) sitting kind of comfortable in the middle, Mm. we're actually in more danger Mm. because we have no conviction. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just thought that was like an interesting display of that, of this guy who... He really is lukewarm. He just doesn't care. Yeah. And you can't motivate him enough to care about anything. Yeah. Even when the guy got up and started yelling at him, he's yeah. like, he just didn't, he's like, I don't know, he's not guilty. <laughs> mm. Were there any other characters that you found particularly interesting or? Yeah. I mean, I, like lots of them were. I, I, that was the, the really, that's why it's so compelling, you know. The main character, I mean, he was interesting, but he, I feel like he probably wasn't super deeply written because we're kind of meant to resonate with him yeah we're kind of, he's like the blank character yeah but i mean we're like kind of getting to values a little bit um just that concept of being the lone agent or the lone kind of dissenter mm. in like a group of people who all are doing one thing and you're going no i'm gonna do something that i think is diff- i think is right mm. um, it's such a hard thing to do have you ever been in that, a situation like that yeah for sure. It, it, it is hard. It is hard going against the grain because it's like, how will this turn out if I like choose to do something different? Yeah. Like it laughed out. Like- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but even like having to have a, such a... Because he's not... Didn't have like this is the most clearly thought out argument. No, he was just like, no. Yeah. It's like, I just don't know. And you have to be... Su- it's just the conviction of people yelling at you, people like trying to bully you into agreeing with them and being like, well, no, I... I'm not going to do what you're trying to tell me to do. Yeah. Um, Which is powerful because just saying no or going a different direction to begin with is the reason why t- this thing turned out. In yeah, a that's different right. Direction. And so he didn't necessarily have like the end goal figured out. He is just like, no, let's just think about this. Guys that's right. A Taking a second to think. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So the movie I, I, I read on Wikipedia Um one of the themes that the movie was trying to explore was the idea of like mob mentality yeah um, of like lynch, lynch mentality or whatever it's called where at the time people were just getting super angry and kind of getting into mobs and mm. um 
and being like how significant and important it is to not just go along with what everyone else is doing. Mm. And I think it's still relevant today. You know, mm. there's so many times that people just like, let's all bag on this one person or let's all just kind of, I've heard something about this guy. Let's all jump on that. Well, it's particularly relevant for today when we live in an age of so much information about stuff that goes on in the world, especially with like the media, you see like how the media will frame like certain things in this particular way. Yeah. And most people just go along with it. And it's just like, let's just take a step back yeah. and like, let's have a look at things from an objective point of view. Let's do some more research. Let's look into things instead of just like, just going with the main narrative or things right. like that, which is- Getting harder and harder to do to know what's really true. Yeah, that's right. These days. So, I, I just thought this movie is kind of timeless, really. Like, mm. it's just like, wow, it is. Powerful. It shows the importance of patience, I guess. Yeah. Or hesitancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of being like, well, hang on, guys. Let's let's go over this once, one more time just to be sure. Yeah. Um, rather than, especially, I guess, the significance in this situation is someone could die. Mm. And so, it's like... Let's just double, triple check. Mm. Like, if something this significant can happen, mm. um, it's worth the extra discussion and thought. Mm. Um, yeah. And yeah, he said, the main character at one point said, I don't know what is true. Yeah. But let's just have a look at it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just think it's reckless for us to just easily done, be done away with this case. Like, without yeah. really thinking about it. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, so. No. I think... Um, I can kind of link that to how we approach uh, faith and religion to an extent. Mm. Um, there's one one guy that um, we, we've been meeting up with on campus. Um, and one of the questions he had was like, oh, what's the point? You know, it seems like a lot of effort to go to, to for something that I don't know is true. Mm. And I think there's kind of that relevancy here of like, well, maybe it's not true. Like... Maybe, you know, you don't know if religion is true. You don't know if Christianity is true. Maybe it's not. Mm. Um, but kind of the significance, the potential significance here when it's talking about your eternal life, you know, that that second check, double check, maybe just it's worth thinking about a bit more and discussing a little bit just to be sure. Because if you're wrong about it, <laughs> that's a big loss yeah. there. Um, it makes me think about Pascal's Wager. Yes. Um, yeah. For those of you who haven't heard of it, it's this old philosophical... I guess, argument for religion. The idea of um, religion is, I guess, if you were to flip a coin, and so heads, uh, till if it lands on heads, I'll give you a million dollars, lands on tails, you lose nothing. Mm. It's worth taking that wager, you know, because mm. you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yep. And so it's a similar idea with Pascal's wager with religion mm. of, well, when we think about Christianity, for example, what you have to gain here is eternal life. And um, what you have to lose... I mean, you could lose some time, like, looking into religion, <laughs> mm. but the contrast in the potential gain and the potential loss is just, it's not non-comparable. Mm. And so, it's a good argument for why it's worth spending some time looking into whether- It'll cost you a little bit of time now, but yeah. hey, it's it's all about eternity and what, what comes after. I mean, eternity, I mean, this life is like a blip in, yeah. in eternity, really, so- it is worth taking the time to investigate into those big questions. You know, why am I here? You know, yeah. is there a God out there? You know, and so, yeah, I agree. Is a, um, maybe like less of a serious question, but more of like it's a hypothetical. Mm. Um, so, at one point, the main character is asked, you know, suppose you convince us and we let 
uh, a guilty guy get away. Mm. What do you think about that? What's worse to kind of accidentally convict an innocent person or let like a murderer go who could potentially go and kill more innocent people? You know, what's like, wait up. What what would you say? Ooh. Um, I think personally, I think it's worse to kill an innocent person. Um, yeah, if they're innocent, <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like I'd agree guy. with you. <laughs> <laughs> then let a murderer go because you never know what'll happen to the murderer. Like they might get caught the next time they try to do it. You That's know right. What I mean? They might so, not kill again. They might not kill again. They might change. I think. Um. Yeah. This idea of passing, I guess, using like hypotheticals to justify like an evil. So the ends justify the means, kind of, of like, yeah, he might kill, he might be guilty, so we may as well convict him. Yeah. But if he isn't guilty, then you've convicted someone wrongly. Yeah. You've done the evil thing here. That's a lot of blood. Um, yeah, I guess I always try and err on the side of like. Preserve life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life is sanct. Uh, yeah sacred yeah no, and agree. if they were guilty then it's actually on them mm. it's not your fault if they're guilty and yeah i don't know it's one of the issues it's one of the, the difficult things about the justice system do you think the death penalty is moral <laughs> Morally this is a, we're getting into some really heavy topics here <laughs> um i know some christians who do think so yeah i personally don't think it's um it's good it's good to have I know in the Bible, God thought believed it. Like He affirmed the death penalty. Mm. Um, for me, I think the risk is just so high a lot of times that someone is innocent mm-hmm. in a system that has the death penalty. Like this shows it clearly. You know, if this guy wasn't in there, the kid would have been killed, mm. and he could have been innocent. Mm. Um, and there's been so many stories of people on death row who've been found out to be innocent. And so I, I just think, um, yeah, it's not really worth the risk. Mm. I can, I can see. If you could know for absolute certainty, I think God talks about, oh, actually, there is reason for someone to deserve death. Mm. Um, but I just don't think we can know for certainty. And there's yeah. so many times where it, that's why we have the, the reasonable doubt. Mm. Because, yeah, there's so many times when you just don't know for sure if someone has is guilty or not. And mm. you kind of want to err on the side of innocent, of like, just in case. Yep. Yeah. What do you think? Um... It's so hard. It's again for the for the same reason that you mentioned. It's it's hard to know when we don't have absolute certainty. Yeah, and you know people fall through the cracks of the justice system, and so I can see how it's been misused in the past, and people have suffered mm. that shouldn't have suffered, and people have been harmed that shouldn't have been harmed, and so. But then again, like you, it's in the Bible, right? Like yeah. in the Old Testament, like. And so I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. For me, I just think, um, so I, the arguments for the death penalty that I've heard, and one is like, okay, we're well, costing taxpayers money for someone to remain in prison. Mm. Um, the other is it's like justice, you know, a life for a life kind of thing. Mm. And so the first one, I'm happy to, I think it's good for people to pay the money required in case you're paying to save someone's life, mm. you know? If mm. someone... If one of the people you're supporting in prison who would have died otherwise is innocent, mm. it's worth the money. Um, and the yeah, the justice side of things... Um, yeah, I think in the Old Testament when God's talking to the Israelites, it's a very different context. Different context. Different group of people. Mm. I personally, I think, believe the Christian approach is about grace mm. and 
giving opportunity to re- repent and receive forgiveness. Mm. And so the longer someone can live <laughs> and potentially reach a point where they actually recognize what they've done is wrong mm. and are remorseful for that and repent, yep. the better. Yeah, I like to think that people can change. And I think, like, taking someone out, giving the death penalty, doesn't really give them a chance to experience, like, the weight of well, what they've done. Like, mm. it's in a way, kind of giving them an easy way out. Like, it's, it's much harder to know you've done something and to live with that and to, like, let that change you mm. than it is to just take the death penalty. Yeah. Um, so, I, 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 I think I would agree with you. I... I am not for, for the death penalty and we have to remember as you said that there is like context when it comes to god and the israelites and mm. yeah 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 i'll just add a little um caveat i guess or a, a, a little note at the end of this is that i personally haven't had anyone i know murdered or killed so i, I might feel differently if that had happened to me yeah um, true but yeah this is just kind of our un was it just out of intellectual discussion, I guess, more yeah. than emotional. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you know, as Christians, we believe that, like, even without the death penalty, like, people will be have to help accountable. Yeah, by God, there so will there ultimately always, be justice. Yeah, there will always be a justice. Yeah. But for people without that hope, I can That's see right. how it would be, like, difficult to wrestle with. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, any final thoughts around the, the themes or the values of the movie? Nah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, um... The youth passed the takeaway for this movie. Are you ready? Mm, come on. I haven't thought of one. <laughs> so now I have to think of one real quick. <laughs> um, here we go. It took 12 angry men to save this one boy. Mm. But Jesus chose 12 driven men to save the world. That's pretty good. I like it. Great. Yeah. I probably put as much thought into that as I did any of the other ones. <laughs> that is, that's quick. Quick thinking. It's not bad for quick thinking. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of um, the end of our thoughts. But before we finish our review, always like to explore um, one of our favorite sites, IMDb Trivia. Trivia. Trivia section. Okay, here we go. Juror number one, the foreman, is the only one who never explains why he considers the defendant guilty or later not guilty. In fact, there is very interesting psychological... There's a, there is a very interesting psychological metaphor on the meta level of this film, and particularly concerning this character. Oh, mate. This is the kind of stuff that we should be talking about. <laughs> meta level stuff. <laughs> like a foreman, he leads and is not asked why he does what he does and how he does it. One simply assumes that he knows what he's doing. Later on, after he changes his mind, he still does not explain his decision. Although from then on, he does not lead anymore, but follows. This is expressed via facial expression when he raises his hand to conclude that he now considers the defendant not guilty. Interesting. Yeah. So, basically, this is just saying that he acts as a foreman. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, IMDb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Because the painstaking rehearsals for the film lasted an exhausting two weeks... Filming had to be completed in an unprecedented 21 days. There you go. Mm. Um, last one. This one's interesting. At the beginning of the film, the cameras are all positioned above eye level and mounted with wide-angle lenses to give the appearance of greater distance between the subjects. As the film progresses, the cameras slip down to eye level. 
By the end of the film, nearly all of it is shot below eye level, in close-up, and with telephoto lenses to increase the encroaching sense of claustrophobia. That's kind of what we were picking up on. Yeah. But we didn't really have the terms for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great. So, that's the the end of our review of 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Definitely recommended. Go watch it. It's just a masterclass. Like, an amazing film. Um entertaining throughout this is the third time I've watched it and I still enjoyed it mm. and one thing that helped is I forgot the ending um, each time I couldn't remember if they acquitted him or not oh, or if good. it was like a hung jury and yeah. so each time I watch it I'm always like oh good you know it's a nice ending <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah you, you already know what time it is Tiller trailer time Tiller it's time it's trailer time so last time I gave you two choices. Yes. Right? Um, one of them was Argyle, which we yep. saw. And actually, a little follow-up note, that is made by the guy who did the court, Kingsman. Mm. So that's why it looks so similar. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. But the one you didn't choose, mm. and the one that we're going to watch this time, is called Silent Night. And mm. I might just offer this as a suggestion. This could be our Christmas movie of the year. Okay. Uh, but Silent we'll see. Night. We'll see how we go. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be what you're expecting when you hear the name Silent Night. <laughs> John Woo. You know who John Woo is? No. Okay. He's one of the most acclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> Lost his voice. Ah. Uh. Producer of John Wick. <laughs> Starting to get excited? Yeah. <laughs> Getting Punisher vibes. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman's looking jacked. Guns and cars. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we like. That takes out the car. <laughs> Just a pole on the windscreen. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> a good shot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right through the head. Oh, the camera work. I'm loving it already. It's looking good. Some clear CGI. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, there you go. Wow. Um, yeah. A little note I made from last time is I should probably actually summarize the trailer so those who haven't seen him basically <laughs> this trailer it looks like a trailer for a movie where a guy gets his his voice box shot out and so mm. he can't talk and his family gets attacked um so he goes on a killing spree for revenge yeah there's a lot of cool action mm. shots and slow-mo camera moves um so it looks exciting yeah thoughts i like it um a Christmas movie kind of like Christmas movie <laughs> Die Hard yeah mixed, that was what I was thinking yeah um, a Die Hard Christmas kind of film mixed with um, Punisher Punisher yeah. yeah yeah big Punisher vibes John Wick vibes yep I really like there's no talking in it yeah and I wonder how much of that will be in like the the movie like how silent, much of it would just be silent that makes silent. so much sense yeah because it's okay. such a cool concept of like no words um, there was a similar movie I watched recently what was it called? I think it was No One Will Help You, that horror one. Yeah, okay. There's only like... No One Will Save You, yeah. No One Will Save You. There's only like a couple words spoken in that movie. Yeah, okay. And it's just it's such a cool concept of like, you don't need to speak English to watch this movie. You can just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks for itself. Um, yeah, looks really cool. John Woo, he's yeah done like a lot of kind of action yeah. movies I haven't seen many of them I just know of him he's got like this does a lot of slow motion shots and um, kind of sim- symbolism in his um, shot makeup mm. one of the movies that I have seen that he directed was the um, Mission Impossible 2 movie mm. which unfortunately is what I think is the worst Mission Impossible movie 
But let's not make that the only point of reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it looks cool. Looks good, yeah. Yep, lots of good executions in there. Yeah. And um, could be some good Christmas Die Hard vibes. December. <laughs> Die Hard December, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that should be it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, how, how would you review that trailer? To, what's your review for that? I think it's a... Yeah. It's, it's well-packed. Well-packed, well-packed trailer. trailer. Yeah, well-packed trailer. Okay. Yeah. I think this trailer... So, it's one of those, um, like, littlest trailers, half-height. Okay. Um, so, you can see everything that's going on. Mm. And it's got, a like, a ring of... Um, Christmas like fairy lights around the outside of it oh, so it like okay. has that Christmas aesthetic yeah. you kind of see it it makes you think of the holidays but inside it mm. is just a pool of blood wow and so you kind of get in this Christmassy vibes but you're also like that's you know that's unpleasant <laughs> like, and you're kind of also intrigued like what happened what caused this pool of blood <laughs> um, so that's that's my review of this trailer <laughs> <laughs> very nice Thank you. I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, blood, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. How do you come uh, up with these? <laughs> <laughs> um, you prepare them in advance or you just think of them on the spot? No, I'm just thinking of it. That's just, just my okay, yeah. <laughs> that's just my reaction to the trailer. But yeah, that's the end of our podcast, guys. If you want to get in contact with us, you can. You just find us at goodfridayfilms.com or send us an email at goodfridayfilmspod at gmail.com still checking those emails still waiting for one to come through <laughs> shout out to our listeners yeah. otherwise um, we're Good Friday Films on most social media platforms we'd love to hear from you leave us a, a review on if you've been listening to us you enjoy it it's a big help helps kind of push the podcast out there totally but yeah thanks for listening guys next week we will be discussing Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Get keen. It's a classic, that one from the 40s. So we're going a different Keep going now. further and further back. <laughs> Get older and older. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, guys. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>